Greetings, everyone. This is the Nerdsip Podcast. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's how we that's how we start off every episode here at the Nerdsip Podcast. Oh, dude, someone needs to bloody take that soundboard away from you. (laughs) Yeah, I know, or something's going to happen, isn't it? (laughs) It's going to happen. Why do I have the most ridiculous high-pitched laugh when you're doing anything? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Well, yeah, I, I have a lot of power right now. Like, uh, I have this, um, a lot of things I can do. I can do a lot of things with this. All yeah, on imagine the power if we had the whole, <laughs> imagine if we had the whole sound bite every time though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, dude. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta cut them off. That's it. <laughs> no, you, gotta, you, you gotta keep them wanting more. <laughs> yeah. Never, never show your whole, whole, whole fucking... Yeah, you nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit late on that. Man, never be... show your whole... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was meant to make it sound like I said penis or something. Or oh. Never show your whole... No, I stuffed it up. What am I doing? <laughs> okay, my numpad is now breaking my computer. The the power has gone to his head, everyone. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, going downhill. It's... Stopped working Dude, completely. I, I don't think it's totally going uphill at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's get to the <laughs> the meat. No, I just want this to be an hour of you doing sound bites and sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a DJ. I've got like these decks and things yeah. hitting keys and like yeah, got to keep it going. Um, but yeah, what, what's what happening Sam this week? Had- with- what Sam hasn't said is that he's just gone and spent a thousand dollars of the nerd sit budget on uh DJ Soundex. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I had yeah. to get the top brand, the Pioneer brand, Pioneer DJ. <laughs> Pioneer. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, Pioneers. Do you, do you waka waka? We're pioneers of the the gaming podcast industry. <laughs> right, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened to this week, Sam? We've got a couple of fun little things that I think we're both excited for. We've got a I'm actually okay, this one neither of us are probably excited for, but I wanted to mention it. <laughs> Death Stranding comes to PC June second. Uh oh yeah, yeah, and, I heard about that. Yeah, and I mean Death Stranding it, I mean, as far as I've read or heard, it's it's had some like mixed reviews. A lot of people either really like it or people don't really like it. Um, and I mean, I guess not every game's for everyone, but it's coming to PC in June 2nd. If, uh, if you're interested in that, are you um, going to play it, Kelly? Yeah, probably not. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I mean, like given, given what will be like a 70 or $80 price tag, probably not. If it was like 30 bucks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah is kind of how I think about it. I, yeah, everything I've seen about it, I, I wouldn't like. So, I mean, I, yeah, I love, I, mean, I love stories, love stories. Yeah, but oh, the game, good story. it's gonna have gameplay. And it, yeah, and I mean, it is it a loot simulator? Is it not? You be the judge. Tell us. Send us an email at nerdsip at gmail dot com. Wait, is um, it a loot simulator? I don't know. Do you mean I, walking I simulator? 
I don't know. I've heard both things. Loot simulator. I didn't know. Have you not? I didn't even know I had have a loot you, system. Have you not seen those screenshots of like hiding in the grass and then having like an entire three times the size of a hiker's backpack on the back of the character? <laughs> <laughs> They'll never see me. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like in the PUBG days, you just, you just, I say that like PUBG's dead, but it's not. Um, but you just turn your graphics down to low and then the graphics, you can see everything. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no one can hide in the grass. GTX, uh, 660 users are the, are the kingpins. Um, anyway, outside of that, one thing I am excited for, uh, I think you mentioned in, in a previous episode is Riot Games officially reveals their 5v5 tax shooter. Valorant. That was Which what are, I wanted to talk about. I I knew I I knew there was something missing, but yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, this was just going to be a little quickie because again, it's purely just the fact that they've revealed it's real. Um, so Riot Studios officially announces Valorant, the studio's new five v five tactical shooter. Um, the, the, the iconic studio Riot Games behind League of Legends announced a full slate of new games coming over the next several years. Uh, while nearly every game is set in the League of Legends universe, one title codenamed Project A was said to exist in a new universe as a completely new IP. Today, Riot Games announces both a name and a release window for its shooter, uh, Valorant, which will be launched on PC this summer or in our case, Winter. Uh, Valorant is described as a free-to-play game of precise skill, high stakes, lethal gameplay, and clutch movements. Lethal. Uh, you know, with similar sort of, uh, I guess, aspects of the competitive nature to Counter-Strike, which is really cool, and I guarantee that we're going to be playing it. Uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but... Uh, the video I saw, the gameplay I saw, didn't really impress me that much. Oh, okay. Honestly. Okay, look, maybe when I say guarantee we're playing it, as Sam said, we'll give it a crack. <laughs> guarantee I'll load, I'll load it once. I, I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. I'll load it once. I don't know if I'll load it twice, but... Yeah, I mean... I'll definitely play it, it once. It being free to play, there would be no reason for us not to give it a crack, as opposed to Death Stranding being like, yeah, I wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, like I, I watched the gameplay and literally just thought it was just Counter-Strike with magic powers. Yep. That's pretty much what it is as far as I could tell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, uh, people were saying, oh, this is Counter-Watch and like mashup of Counter-Strike and Overwatch. Oh man, but that shit happens every single time a new shooter or competitive shooter is released. Oh uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like um the RPG games. It's like when Overwatch got dropped. Oh like, yeah, it's like oh yeah, cool. Okay, TF two, well done, well done, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just you can't bloody keep everyone happy, and the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So ah uh, yeah, and yeah, you you can't keep everyone happy for sure. Yeah. No, you definitely you ne- you never can, Sam. That's there's always going to be the people like me who just say it it tastes like Counter Strike, and you can <laughs> never escape like me. <laughs> I am Slenderman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else has been going on this week, Sam? What else is hippity hoppity happening? All right. Well, the, I've got a I got a couple things here. Um, 
bloody hope so. There was a PlayStation account. I don't think it's an official PlayStation account. Okay. I will verify that in a second. Um, Hashtag verified. It's a PSN release on Twitter. Um, has posted a picture of a new Star Wars like title um, called Project Maverick. Uh, Ooh, yeah, okay. this is cool. this is cool. another one of those uh, unconfirmed leaks. Yeah, like leak. rumored leaks. Yeah, rumor leaks. Yeah, I'm I'm really good at reporting these. I I feel like I should have my own leak section on the show. I feel like I'll find yeah I'll find something almost political, and then you'll be like, mm, what doesn't exist but I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> that happens every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I love it, man. Um, so it's a good, it's a, it's a good dynamic we have going on here at the Nerd Sip Podcast. We cover the unreal and the unreal. Um, do you believe in ghosts? Send us an email. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, sorry, man. Go on. Uh, okay, so. Yeah, Project Maverick. Uh, there's absolutely no information on this game as of yet, other than it's probably going to be a video game. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's literally all the information I give. The image I I, image they posted has a big Star Destroyer with some X-Wings flying towards it, and it looks like they're on a planet like... Well, people say it's... Planet like Mustafa, but I, I can tell you it's not Mustafa. Mustafa looks very different. It's just like a lava planet. Right. I feel. But Anakin, I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Anakin dies. Um and yeah, that I don't know. Pe- people are thinking it could be a another DLC for not another, I mean there hasn't been a DLC yet. Uh DLC for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um and some other people are saying it could be a PlayStation VR experience, which has been play, uh, Star Wars VR VR releases before. Um, onward, oh, have you got you got a bit on that? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard <laughs> you clicking your lips. <laughs> I heard you smacking them lips, boy. Um, do you reckon there's? Do you reckon Fallen Order needs a DLC? No, but it'd be cool. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm in the I'm in the same boat. As in I'm happy for Fallen Order to exist where it stops. Uh, but I really, really loved that game. So I wouldn't be mad if there was more content to play that's new. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'd 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 play anything that pops up on there, even if it's like a little free release thing. Like yeah. Yeah, exact yeah, exactly. Um Okay, so yeah, PSN releases Twitter account has said that it's been added to the European PSN. So yeah, I've no clue. It's just some, and this is a unverified Twitter account. So it, it's not a Sony account. Um, it's just some random person who just reposts everything that gets added to PSN. But yeah, I don't know. I can't confirm if it's real or not. Is, How recent was the that. post? Uh, fourth of March, so yesterday. Oh right, okay. Well, I mean, that's if it was like a week ago and there was no response or anything, then you know maybe you could be like, "Ah, oh, fake news." 
Um, but given like 12 hours or 24 hours, it's like, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Time will tell. Yeah, it's very, very new news. Very new well, news. Well, what? Okay, so so given that, like, what's your like, what's your take from it? Like, what would you want it to be? Having having seen a screenshot, essentially, Project Maverick. I'd want it to be like uh, the Rogue Squadron games. Oh, dude! Like the uh, yes. yeah, the old X X Wing games where you're flying and attack the Death Star and whatnot. They were they were awesome. Um, and that what? they haven't they haven't made a game like a an actual flight game in a very long time. Yeah, no, I mean, sort of flight games, and then you can even go back to their race series like Pod Racer and whatever else back on the PlayStation One. Um, I think I don't know if it's because I don't actively use VR, I don't have VR, and like it's not a big interest for me. But I don't really. I don't know. I hope Star Wars doesn't go down like the bloody core VR consumer route. But that's just a personal thought. Yeah, no, it, it won't be. I highly doubt it'd do that. Um, no, that's what I mean. I just, I just hope it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I also just had a thought. The title Project Maverick it could be like a, uh, Han Solo type game, like Smuggler or something. Yeah, see, that'd be cool if it was like, you know, solo the game, but not a movie game. Yeah, kind of like a a side story, like uh, Jedi Order was, but um, or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was, how how yeah. it wasn't tied to the main story, but it, it was kind of to the side and still had some canon in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting because Fallen Order was like, yeah, okay, very, like very much side stories you said, but it was like a heavy focus on how much impact the result of what uh, he was doing had on like the Jedi Order. Yeah. Um, yeah, which which I thought was really cool. Yeah, so ma- pretty massive stuff was happening in the game. So so if yeah. this was like something like you're playing... Cal, uh, Cal's his name. Sorry. Yeah, Cal. Um, so yeah, if this was something like you're playing like a... Um, Han Solo type, where you, yeah, it's just a, a side story that has some kind of some sort of weight in the universe. Like that, that'd be cool. Something to care about, oh, dude. Imagine like a Han Solo Chewy co-op game. Oh, oh, but that that I'm getting thoughts of um that game where you escape prison and it's like a two. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, what? um, I can't. I know exactly what you're thinking of. I can't think of the name. I'll it's never a PlayStation game. Yeah, it's on yeah EA Store as well. I think. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Jake's told me heaps about it, and he he backs it heaps. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That that was literally the kind of idea that I had in the back of my head. I actually don't even know if it'd be any good. It would literally just be that style of game, but reskinned Star Wars. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like called Two Ways or something. I don't know. Two, okay, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. That sounds about right. It, it isn't right, but we'll go with that. Um, it sounds about right, and that's what we are at the Nerd Sit Podcast. <laughs> about right. <laughs> um, another another small story. Yeah, small story I have. Um, revolving around Final Fantasy VII. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy VII got delayed from March three through to April ten. Um, and they've just announced 
basically confirming that it's ready to go for April 10, so that there'll be no further delays. Um, they've announced that the game has gone gold, which um, is an, I guess, is an in- industry term for saying it's been mastered, like it's complete, it's ready to ship. Yeah, right. Um, it's been tested and everything. It's in production mode. So yeah, like the, it's all good to be printed and shipped. So yeah, April 10, you can expect Final Fantasy 7. Well, the the first installment of it anyway. I mean, it's interesting because they say, you know, like a week for delay. I think that wouldn't have anything to do with the actual development of the game. That would purely be to do with production and distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, fair play. Good on them. But yeah, like when it's like, oh, the game's delayed. When I think delayed, I'm like, oh, months? Like what's going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah, usually I think months, but no. Is it Square Enix? Pretty big company. I don't oh, do man. that they're just They're just so consistent. Like the continuity in that, in, in like the developers and the team for Square Enix is just, I personally think it's just fantastic. 100%. Very, yeah. very on I mean, the ball company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like kind of like a Nintendo release. It's regardless of the game, you know, it's going to be polished and good. Yeah, it's like very vetted and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, other like Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Anthem is one of the best games of all time. Yeah, dude. I was just playing it before we started this, man. It's like my favorite game. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Oh, you've got to get. I'm trying. Get I'm, trying to, so I'm trying to make this child friendly. So, yeah, a family friendly podcast. Yeah, but I, I can't. Cuck. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did, I almost did said you it. just f- do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Okay. That's too good. We've done it. All right, so yeah, but that's all my anyway. small stories I got. So you got a you got a big discussion coming. Oh, dude, I got a I got a I got an interesting one, and it's I'm in kind of two minds, but I think you'll understand why when we get into a bit of the context of it. So we've got you know let, let's the 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 title of the article, the title of the story. Developer says Nvidia didn't get permission to have their game on GeForce Now. So for those who don't know, GeForce Now is a service that uh, released earlier this year following uh, Google Stadia that allows players to access their li- the li- game of the library of games across PC for Steam, Epic Store, or Battle.net and then play them on any of their devices. Now, the developers over at Hinterland Studio has sort of hit and took to Twitter to explain that their game, The Long Dark, is no longer available for GeForce Now users because according to, and I really hope I pronounce his name right, I don't know. Uh, so it's Raphael Van Larope, or Larope, I'm not quite entirely sure. There's no Raphael. Google pronunciation From for that one. Ninja Turtles. Uh, but he took to Twitter and he pretty much explained that uh, and, you know, put out there that NVIDIA had their game on GeForce Now, but had never actually gotten permission from the developer to have their game on their service. Uh, what's interesting about it, though, is 
Okay, so GeForce Now is essentially a streaming service for video games, right? So it's like, think of Netflix or Stan or Amazon Prime or whatever else. They have rights to stream, uh, you know, publisher or production company's movie on their service at a monthly cost for their members or users. Uh, GeForce Now for the founders membership is $4.99 US. Um, and LaRop uh, at Hinterland Studios has claimed that NVIDIA is making money off the content that's being made available to the consumers and that, you know, they feel as though it's Hinterland's right to decide whether or not they want to be a part of that library. Uh, but there's been sort of like an interesting 50-50 response to it because a lot of the GeForce Now users are disagreeing with their approach or their response to the uh, to the whole fiasco, being that GeForce Now isn't isn't technically a gaming platform, as as I said, like a service that allows users to access games that they already own. So players are essentially paying for Nvidia or paying Nvidia to log in and access a remote server and computer to access their own games across multiple platforms on a single device, whether it be their phone or the tablet or the laptop or other, you know, another computer or whatever it is. Um, like from what from so, what I know, it's like a Google Stadia, except without, it's literally, without it's, it's terrible control. It seems like a target or a successor to what Stadia has become, right? Because Google now is doing significantly better statistically than what Stadia is currently doing. But that's a very different conversation. Um, but these guys over at Hinterland Studios <clears throat> have, te- like, you know, they contacted NVIDIA and said, take our game off the store because we want to control where our game is distributed and you're making money off this without having contacted. So I get where he's coming from, from, from the point of view of you never gained permission or like even inquired with us to have our game accessible in your streaming service and you're making money off it, and we're not. But at the same time, the players who are using or playing that game through the service aren't buying the game again through, like, via NVIDIA GeForce Now. They're just accessing their library that already exists. So, I mean, I mean, sort of, like, two minds about it. It's like, Okay, I get it. Like you're very, like you're very proud of you know, yeah, like your IP, what you've created, developed, and uh, distributed. But at the same time, I don't know. See, I like. I think it might be a little bit of extreme measure. What do you think? I think, yeah, I think uh, originally I thought it's like you could go either way about it. Like I, yeah, either exactly. way of thinking is fine. But then. <clears throat> I thought about the long term. So if, if, and that this is a future scenario, right? If players knew that they could use, um, Nvidia Shield, that, that's what it's called, Nvidia Shield. Yeah. The portable game, like handheld device. Yeah. Oh, handheld device. What's, oh, this is GeForce Now. GeForce Now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The, the Shield's like that handheld device that, you yeah, could, like okay. play games on. Yeah, it's like a literal the hardware that you buy. Okay, so if if all if everyone buying video games knew knew about GeForce Now, um, and they didn't own the 
So, like, say, like, Crisis 5 comes out or whatever. So super high demanding on graphics. Not everyone owns a high-end computer and console consoles suck at running it, running it for whatever reason. Um, they can then use this service to then go play the game. But if, if that, if otherwise they didn't have the service, they wouldn't buy the game. Which what I'm trying to say is basically, um, which I'm doing a terrible job of saying. Basically, in the long run, I think this will sell more games and be more beneficial for the developer. Where really, Nvidia is like helping them out a lot, and <clears> the developers <throat> should be should. I mean, they don't have to be; they can do whatever they want. I'm just saying, if I was a developer, I'd be pretty thankful that they put my game on their service and. They're giving my players more options to play the game that they already bought from me. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's like I—that's the way I think about <clears throat> I agree it. And I—I I look at it as more future potential sales, basically. Yeah, it's essentially the whole idea of exposure, right? Yeah. Um, it's like all it's doing is it's making the game and like and the thing is and like what you were just saying well, I was, sorry I, the, I don't i don't even think it's it, it's exposure it's more so like accessibility so. yeah sorry no no accessibility is the word I, I meant to use yeah um the service all it's doing is giving you the accessibility to play the games that you have already purchased on a different platform or a different service and collating it into one place for you to play on any platform via the internet, right? Yeah. It's it's like that's it. So all it's doing is giving your you like your player base or your fan base more access and more accessibility to play the game that they've already bought from you. So maybe there's like an underlying sort of salt from these from from hinterland that's sort of indicating that there's no cut from the service yeah, or there's no think- like contractual agreement and maybe there's something in the con- cuz you know between between uh the long dark and the, you know its release it was as exclusively a steam game so contractually the game exists via steam as a streaming like a, like as a service and a platform um but you know, is there some some loose sort of extreme in the contract that allows GeForce now to sort of whatever? Maybe not because they've taken it straight off following like a head up, but these guys seem to be the only one that's that's sort of brought this to public light because there's no other developers that I've seen that have that have brought it up. So I don't I think there was a I couple of other games that got removed. I just don't know what they are oh, really? off the top of my head. Yeah. I think yeah, right. That was a good few of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, don't know. Well, I mean, I, I do, I, I do have my opinion. I yeah. think you and I are on the same page of it's just giving the people that want to play your game more accessibility to play your game. But what potentially what they're making a point of isn't actually what the problem they have with it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Reading between the lines, and this is just a massive presumption, it could be the fact that there's no actual money to be made for the developer from people using the service. Well, that's 
when you look at it, I, I feel like that's the only fear they have, which is weird again. Yeah, and <laughs> I, like all, all like Nvidia has just monopol like okay monopolized for lack of a better word on an opportunity to collate a collective library across multiple platforms for people that already own the games to play the games. So you've already made your money from the user purchasing your game. It just seems like to me that you're wanting an additional cut on people accessing the games through this additional service. Yeah. Um, which I don't know, man, like, which, yeah. like me personally, and it may sound a little bit insensitive and I haven't released a big game. You haven't released a big game or put you know, blood, sweat, and tears into the production of, like, you know, your own IP, but I don't know, maybe ease up a little bit. It seems like a great thing to me. Yeah, I, I was singing, like, maybe they just reacted too soon. Like, they they were like, I know, they acted emotionally about it. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it might have been an immediate emotional reaction rather than giving themselves time to step back and actually think about it logically and analytically. Yeah, because I, uh, I feel like anyone, <clears throat> literally anyone after they sit down and think about it unless there's something happening behind the scenes that we haven't heard about um with uh nvidia now um like yeah all, all the facts we have it yeah seems seems logical just to be on the service and that you'd want to be on the service yeah and i mean and i think like you and i are both on the same page with that but i guess I feel like there may be some undefined uh, reasoning behind the the posting by the developers, but you know we're not going to know because we're just making assumptions here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, Sam and I think the same way. If you have any different opinions, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um. All right. Well, I have another story, and it's hit me with it. It's a good story. It's a light hearted story. Um. I like it. Rainbow Six Siege, now four years old, breaks its own concurrent player record on Steam, which is crazy, crazy news. Um, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege launched in de- uh, December 2015, which seems like forever ago now. That's literally four years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. Five years. No, four, no, no, j- uh, just a bit, just a bit over four years. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're just counting the actual years, then yeah. Um, yeah, Rain- Rainbow Six Re- uh, Reach. What is wrong with my mouth tonight? Rainbow Six Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Six recently had its best day ever for concurrent players on Steam with 180,000 players logging into the game at the same time. Uh, 180k yeah. online concurrently. Yeah, for four four years and two months, like after launch. That that is nuts. dude. That is like kept. talk about the replayability of what is just a competitive shooter. Yeah, it is crazy, and it yeah they've they've kept the players and they they're gaining players. I don't know, it's crazy. Um, and dude, that, that I still love the game. So yeah, I love it as well. I wouldn't mind playing it again. Um. Yeah, same. The, and yeah, that that number doesn't count players on UPlay or consoles. It's just Steam. Figures. Oh, so that's purely through Steam. Just Steam. So hot damn, man. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't even guess the total number number of players that are actually playing it. 
Um, I reckon you could chuck on a safe 50,000. Another 50,000? Yeah, I reckon. Oh, 20, 25, 2025. All right. I reckon. I'll take that number. I reckon they could say 200K. 200K. Across all all platforms. At at least. 200K. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, You know what? You know what? I might be jumping the gun here. You know what I reckon that deserves? What do you reckon? Do you you reckon? What do you reckon? Oh, I'm... Oh, maybe that's a good on ya. Nah, it's... Dude, it's four years. Nah, nah, dude. Nah, that's a good on him. It's four years. I reckon that's the good, 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 fucking good, good on him award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. They got nah. the good on award. Yeah. Woo. This is our only time. I reckon that nah, they, the boys, the boys over, the boys over behind Rainbow Six Siege, they get the good on them this this week. Yeah, that, that's they, they're getting the full prestige, good on them treatment. Good, good on him. This shit's like this shit's like a logie. We need, like, we need a can't. sample for good on for for now. Yeah, this for is... now it's just. <laughs> I think that should be That's the it. sample, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> um. Oh, well, look at Oscar. We haven't had a good on him award in like two or three episodes. Yeah, man. We refrained ourselves. That's excellent. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got to keep it legit. We can't just go tossing out everywhere. Oh, dude, no, nah, it's not a small award. This shit is the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas of awards. It's it, it's really funny because I was just about to say all the games that they're currently behind in place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we give them an award and then we're like, but. They actually but suck. But this is where you suck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these are those games. It's behind Counter-Strike Global Offensive at 896,000 concurrent players. Oh, my God. That's so... 896,000. I mean, that's that's the most uh, concurrent players on Steam, I think. Like, that's the top game. Oh, nearly okay, nearly. but the thing is, is... Not to okay, I'll like I'll let you continue very shortly. But I'm not gonna CSGO, award from No no no. CSGO is purely like it's not purely a competitive game. Yeah, yeah. It's like Counter Strike has never been like okay, cool, yeah, there is a massive competitive element. But like even CS Source, when I played that for hundreds of hours back in the day, uh like Surf Gun Game before it was the legit game mode, um, you know, all these sort of alternate servers like so much of the game is accessible to be modified. Yeah. <clears throat> the game is not just, yeah. That's why I think, that's why I still think they deserve the good on them because it's the same shit and people still want to play that same shit day in and day well, out. Well, no, no. We're, we're giving the good on them awards Rainbow Six purely because <clears throat> they they had a rocky start and it's they four did. years on they and they still have a strong player base through continuous yeah. updates and continuous <clears throat> updates is the golden key to any game success i think and I, I think it's the best thing a game can do uh um, the perseverance award yeah it's that's it it's perseverance and an endurance mate that's it. the stamina <laughs> dude what's your stamina around <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we, Sorry, we got, we got on, what else what else is it suck behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
uh, Counter Strike, <laughs> Roblox. Um, God, <laughs> is it behind Roblox? Nah, I, 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 I made that up. Roblox. Oh fuck, dude. Roblox say, is what probably is Roblox? killing Counter Strike. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I want to. I honestly want to Google Roblox concurrent players. All right, you Google it. Um. All right, mind my keyboard. I'll talk over it. It's all good. Um, so yeah, it's behind Counter-Strike, it's behind Dota 2 at 647,000 concurrent players. It's behind Player Unknown's Battlegrounds at 584,000 concurrent players and Grand Theft Auto 5 at 228,000 concurrent players. Um, all, these are all Steam figures and I'm, I'm very surprised PUBG still has that number. That, that is a lot of players. I am, I'm actually, I'm genuinely surprised too. Yeah. Um, over the full lifespan of the <clears throat> game of Rainbow Six Siege, um, it has attracted 50 million players into playing the game, which is really cool. Because that, don't, uh, doesn't Siege have like a free to play? It is free to play, isn't it? No, uh, it's, no, it's free to play this week. Um, but it's still like 20 bucks, I think. Okay. Super low cost. It's got like a starter, mm. starter pack. Oh, dude, it's so accessible. And you don't even need to pay extra money for the bloody attackers and defenders. Nah. Some of the stock bloody attack, I, I still only use the stock guys. Bloody Ash, Fuse, freaking, uh, who else do I use? I can't remember. Um, they're, they're my boys. They're my blokes and girls. Um, and one more tidbit of info. The game will also be available on Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 at the Dope. both the consoles launch and it will include include cross generation play. So Right. So not cross platform, just cross generation. I yeah, I don't I don't know what that actually means. I don't know if I'm, that means that Xbox Series X can play with uh, Xbox One players, or that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, cross generation sounds very specific. Yeah, I think I think it's on the same networks. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Rainbow Six Siege doing good, going strong. So just with my quick Google, uh, and also there was a very brief developer post on the Roblox dev forum <laughs> saying that it's really hard to determine what their player count is. Yeah. Uh, but there is a claim that Roblox highest monthly players <laughs> is 100 million. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? Followed by... Followed by Fortnite Battle Royale at 78 million. God damn. And then Global Offensive at 17 million. Uh, but sorry, Siege, but um, your award is getting reversed. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> going to Roblox. Um, don't, 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 very don't sorry say no. Very sorry no, about this. Sam. Um, the good, good on award is now going to Roblox. Sam. <laughs> no, Sam, you don't. <laughs> The sound bite confirms the award, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh nah. Rainbow Six, you're you're our you're our boy. Yeah. Rainbow Six forever. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Valve. 
Valve coming back in strong, Sam. Now, I'm a big fan of the Half-Life series. Are you? Uh, no. Worst game. Terrible game. Yeah! <laughs> I hate I hate the game. I hate, I hate everything oh, about it. Get, oh, all right. All right, Sam, you can stop for a yeah, second. Yeah, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to handcuff myself or something so I stop using yeah, can, can you Can you bloody live set for yourself? <laughs> I'm going to need to physically be there following this podcast to bloody stop you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Half-Life Alex, the VR Half-Life game that got released a little while ago has recently had a gameplay video drop. And then following that, uh, Valve has come out there. Uh, Valve's Robin Walker was asked directly uh, whether the company was still working on Half-Life 3. And his response was, Half-Life means a lot to us, and it's been incredibly difficult... Oh, wait, it's incredibly difficult. Fuck. It's been incredibly rewarding to re-familiarize ourselves with its characters, setting, and mechanics. There are Half-Life Alex team members who have been at Valve since Half-Life 2, and quite a few who go back to the original Half-Life game. There are also people on the team who are whom Half-Life Alex is their first time working on this series at all. And many of them certainly hope it's not the last. We absolutely see Half-Life Alex as our return to this world, not the end of it. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Because, I mean, uh, Walker confirmed that Half-Life Alex will carry the Half-Life story forward, despite it being a prequel to the Half-Life story. Um, and then there was a bit of a cryptic uh, tweet, I think it was, that was made by Walker or sorry, a discussion or an interview from Walker. Uh, he said that it's not a bad idea for players to have refreshed themselves on the events of episode two before playing Half-Life Alex, which is interesting because Half-Life two uh, didn't have any closure at the end. I don't know if you remember. It's, it's pretty old now, um, but it was, it was literally just big old, big old cliffhanger. I've never like, actually going on? Uh, finished. Well, I haven't played Half-Life 2. I've only played the first one. You've never played Half-Life 2? Yeah, never played it. Dude, you should... That's like... Dude, you got to play it. It's so good. Is that a game I need to play? No, like, I'm not even fucking with you. Legitimately, it's a game you need to play. <laughs> okay. Because I own it, so I'll, I'll just install it. I mean. Bro, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so uh, Half-Life 2 is like, you know, a full a full-size game. You're looking at six to eight hours sort of thing. Um, but you know, first, first playthrough, genuinely enjoying it. And then the episode one and two, you like, like an hour or two each. Um, That's sort of like additional DLC. I'm currently installing Half-Life 2, but what's, <laughs> what's like, do I, am I meant to play Half-Life 2, then Half-Life 2, episode one, Half-Life yeah. 2, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you two. play Half-Life 2 and then episode one and two, which goes into more detail in certain aspects of the story. Where does uh, Half-Life 2 Lost Coast come into the picture? Uh, Lost Coast is the, that's like, oh, that was weird. That's a very short DLC. I, I actually can't remember. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's just sitting there. Yeah. I, I can vividly remember playing it. Like I remember the map and I can remember washing up on the shore and the broken boats and then getting up into like the castle-y sort of area. Um, but I can't actually remember what it's about. <laughs> and Half-Life 2 Deathmatch is the battle royale. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So don't even bother. Um, but no, I like personally for me, Half-Life, heck yeah. I love it. It's a cool game. 
And I really hope that, I mean, VR is really cool. I wish I had the sort of space, time, and I guess the money to invest in like some VR stuff uh, because I've like used, uh, what's the bloody main uh, VR headset? Um, just blanked. Oculus. Oculus. Yeah. Like I've used an Oculus Rift and it's really cool and it's way le- it was way less gimmicky than I thought it was going to be. So I can definitely see why people are excited about this. And, you know, Valve released their own VR headset uh, and VR kit with the release of Alex, which is currently like back-ordered production because they can't keep up. Um, so like there's definitely a demand for it, which is really cool. And one, people are just excited for Half-Life and they want Half-Life 3 to happen because it's been a meme for like almost 10 years. Oh, so long. But... Yeah, so probably more than 10 years. But for me, like me personally, I love it. And they pretty much just sort of, you know, Valve's making their comeback into the Half-Life world, uh, which hasn't been a thing because I remember there was uh, Gabe, Gabe Newell. He had, there was like an interview with him and this is me paraphrasing and not really remembering it clearly. Um, But he was like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm, he was kind of just sick of people being like, where's Half-Life 3? Like, I'm sick of this. Why are you releasing this and not Half-Life 3? And he was just like, the more you ask about Half-Life 3 and hate us for not releasing it, the longer we're going to take to do anything about it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was like, just fucking stop, dudes. He fair was enough. so good. Yeah, straight up, fair enough. But yeah, anyway, that's that's all I had on that. Yeah, well... Excited. Well, Half-Life 2 is nearly installed oh dude get on it's so it's really good like it's i want to replay it actually i might install it so oh, yeah two gigabytes for you oh man back in the days when games were under 10 gig that's crazy <laughs> now it's minimum like 80 gig installs um i got uh dead or alive <clears throat> six Kelly. you remember the dead or alive series oh the boob simulator yeah 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 um yeah brilliant physics um <laughs> Dead or Alive 6 starts charging players to change fighters' hair color. And yeah. Um, Cosmetic microtransactions. Yeah, this is stuff. a update um, revolving around the new paid DLC. Um, they currently have four season passes ranging in price from $79.99 to $92.99 each. So. That that's a lot of money. Um, that's a game and a half, literally yeah, four separate season passes. Yeah, far out, like dude. Potentially four hundred bucks you're gonna drop. Yeah, like I didn't even realize Dead or Alive was still that massive of a game. <laughs> yeah, neither. I love the fourth one, but um, yeah, it's like I thought Street Fighter and maybe even Tekken were still kingpins. But yeah, they they were kind of like the third, always the third. Anyway. Yeah. The price tag is mostly due to the amount of costumes and cosmetics for the characters that they're trying to push. Um, until Team Ninja released the recent update to Dead or Alive 6, you couldn't purchase a single costume individually. To remedy that, the developer introduced the premium ticket uh, option to, to the PlayStation 4 version of the game. So yeah, uh, they, they introduced a a premium ticket from my understanding you pay one dollar for one premium ticket 
And it, it, it's literally their own version of digital currency, digital dollars. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. They might, <clears throat> may as well have called it like dollar coin or something. Um, Call it Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Players can purchase premium tickets in bundles of two to 50 and spend those tickets on costumes and other cosmetic. Each ticket costs about a dollar, like I said before, and individual costumes can go for three to four tickets. Uh, each hair color costs one ticket, and with 16 hair colors available per character, you know, that, that shit's gonna add up if you wanna swap hair colors a lot. But I mean, the, the thing with this is that it, it kind of is a good alternative to what they currently have going. Um, I do, I do think like charging money for like cosmetics this hard is a bit fucked, but like hair color, like that's pretty fucked. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think, I, I think I know where you're coming from. Yeah. If you don't mind me cutting you off for just a second. That's it's cool. like, it's, you know, like cosmetics in a game or skins in a game aren't just magically appearing five minute changes or an update to a game. Like there is animation and there's art design and there's 3D model design that goes into every single thing that has changed with the characters model and their design and their colors and whatever else. So paying for a skin in a game, I can completely get, sure. Like, but paying for a different shader over a already applied skin yeah in a game or like a like a hairstyle in a game very extreme yeah like yeah i i understand it's legit like a money grab yeah it is i i understand charging money for certain ones maybe they're like special in some way and they put extra effort into them but if it's just for like all of them like apart from the default like it's pretty pretty extreme um yeah, I, I don't really know how many characters are in this game, but yeah, 16 hair colors per character. That's a lot of money if you want all of them. But yeah, as I was saying before, um, you know, it, it kind of is a better alternative to what they already had. Um, and what, what I mean is, you know, most players don't want every item in a, in a season pass. They, they just want certain things. So. In a way, it's yeah. going to save the player money. Like they'll they'll just pick what they want on their character. Uh, yeah, purchase their premium tickets. However, how many they need, and yeah, they'll have their character how they want it looking. But it it just from face value, it just looks really bad. I mean, okay, this is this is kind of where I sit with the whole thing in the context of Dead or Alive. It'll completely appease or either really piss off or those who are really into dead or alive be fine with anyone else in a 24 hours time won't give a shit (laughs) yeah it's just oh this is extreme but it's not like Fortnite did it if Fortnite did it it would be a thing for months and then it would be like a backlash thing and a Twitter argument and bloody, bloody trending on everything. But dead or alive, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. The developers seem liking, you know, goodwill are trying to appease those who 
don't want, as you said, to access everything in like a package or whatever it is. And then just giving you the ability to purchase in-game currency to access specific things that you want to be more customizable because you're really into the game. But if you're not, then you're not going to give a shit. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all, that's all I got to say on it. I don't really have much mm. more to add. Well, I mean, let's go over to China, Sam. I'd rather not. You can go. Well, I'm going to go over to China for a second. You go, and you can join me on the ride through the internet. Rest in peace. My- Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony accused of benefiting from China's re-education camps. Now, that's a bold title for what the article actually goes to <laughs> explain. Oh, yeah, so it's a bit of a clickbait. A bit of a clickbait, but let's let's just unpack it a little bit. So since 2017, the people the People's Republic of China has been running what it calls vocational education and training centers or re-education camps. These camps were established by Xi Jinping's administration with the stated purpose of countering terrorism. Uh, the camps are mostly populated by Uyghurs, a largely Islamic ethnic minority group that sort of resides within China, who are reportedly sent to the camps without trial or charges and are subject to forced labor. Uh, so <clears throat> essentially where all this has come from is a report from the Australian Strategic Policy uh, claims that the tech companies have benefited from this forced labor, either directly or indirectly, and these include Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Uh, so a- according to the report, at least 80,000 Uyghurs and other ethnic minorities from China's re-education camps uh, were forced to work in factories between the years of 2017 and 19 under potentially abusive conditions. So these individuals were reportedly assigned government minders and supervised by dedicated security personnel, quote-unquote. As stated in the report, Individuals were told that if they disobeyed their work assignments, that they would return to their re-education camps. Uh, so it's not detailed in the report exactly how much each company benefited from the forced labor uh, of these camps, or if the companies were even aware that they were benefiting from the forced labor. Uh, but for example, one of the com- well, you know, one of these tech companies, in this case, Apple, uh, made a statement saying that Apple is dedicated to ensuring that everyone in our supply chain is treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve. We have not seen this report, but we are work, but we work closely with all our suppliers to ensure our high standards are upheld. Um, and I, I don't know. It's interesting because China's had a bit of a complicated relationship when it comes to the video game industry. Uh, and, you know, companies like Blizzard have been criticized for pandering to China despite the country's uh, regime or authoritarian regime uh, around things like the re-education camps. Uh, and China's censored or banned a lot of video games in its country, but I guess in recent years it's become a lot more accepting. But it's like, yeah, cool, it's video game and tech-related. It's a bit political more on the front, but I find it fascinating that like these big-wig companies like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo seem to have inadvertently fallen sort of suspect to bloody 
forced labor from what a, what people almost claim as concentration camps. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take my piece. My piece is a little bit of a anti-conspiracy theory. Um, I like, I like I, it. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. I, so, so China, um, their government is deeply tied into all of their business, right? Um, Massively. Yeah. So what I, what I think happened is that these gaming companies outsourced their labor to China for cost reasons. Because if you were to do it over in the native country, like America or wherever. Oh, you got living wage and like, you know, fair work in our case and like all of these things that have a standard and like legal rights to cost and expense and that kind of stuff. Yeah. um, Like, cause it's, it's a communist country. It's, it's just like cheaper cause that they have, they have a different way. Yeah. It's a, it's a different way of functioning their government and their culture. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it's cheaper to get stuff done over there, but, um, because the government's tied into business so far, the government would have just been like, oh, okay, well, we, we have these guys, uh, free to do stuff over here. So let's move this, these jobs over to these camps. And yeah, I think that's what would happen. The ga- it would yeah, have been the government basically. Uh- no, and, and honestly, like, I agree with you. As, like, as you said, it just seems like it's, I guess in this case, a bit of a media sort of ex, no, not exploit, but like a blowout. Yeah. Of what probably is the real circumstance of, yeah, okay, these companies probably do, uh, outsource, you know, the resource or, you know, uh, work for their resourcing and for their, you know, progression to these international company or into, into these different countries. And then they were like, okay, cool. Well, these people need to do work based on, you know, their reasons for being here. And this, this podcast isn't a discussion on whether or not we agree or disagree with those people having been in those camps, but you know, it just sounds like the government's been like, Oh, yep. Cool. Okay. Here's some labor. Like we've got it. Yeah. Like you, you <clears throat> guys does- need stuff to do. So we'll send it over here. And the yeah, yeah the and companies would have never been CC'd into the discussion. It just would have been no. the government said to do it. So yeah, exactly. Like Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo would very likely have had zero idea that China would have had these re-education camp, like Islam, like groups or Islamic groups involved in what people are claiming, you know, or what's claimed to be forced labor into, you know, the production of their companies. So. Yeah. I just thought it was, I just thought it was fascinating and it, like almost a very extreme article. Yeah, well, it's um, uh, it's good to know what's going on. It's just that the article goes one way too far. Um, yeah, that's it. Zynga, do you remember Zynga? Was it Zynga? Zynga? Zynga games? No. Um, no. What do they do? Uh, I believe they used to make like flash games way back in the day, but now now they make um. Like that, yeah. They're founded in two thousand seven, so yeah. Probably like flash well, like games, new ga- like new grounds, like mini clips sort I of think style mini flash clip, games. Or? Yeah, mini clip style. Yeah. Or um, yeah. Um, but yeah, now the um, one of the leading developers in mobile games. Yeah, that they have. Ooh, it was it's a good way to go. Mobile game, mobile games like the Game of Thrones slots casino. 
<laughs> they do Words with Friends too. Pretty big game. Oh shit! What was Words with Friends is a pretty big mobile yeah. game. Um, they do CSR two, which is a cool racing game. Um, but yeah, I know they do, they do some pretty big games. Um, yeah. Either way, Zynga faces class action lawsuit over data breach. Um, oh gosh, another bloody data breach. What is the security shit about all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> sort it out, tight. guys. Got to yeah, right. Gotta be tight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was dude. Right that's pretty thing. loose. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, casual games giant Zynga is facing a class action lawsuit following a breach of its users' personal data last year. So, yeah, it's like a the breach is old news, but um, the lawsuit is pretty current. Um, except that in, in September 2019, the company admitted hackers had stolen account information for players of Words with Friends and Draw Something and advertised users to change their passwords. So, yeah, um, played any any of those games last year, you're fucked. Uh, yeah, your, your credit card information's out there. You've lost your Candy Crush coins, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're written off. You're in debt now. <laughs> uh, lawsuit has been filed accusing the firm of failure to reasonably safeguard their personal information including names, addresses, email addresses, passwords, and more. Um, email addresses and passwords is where you'll get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, big time. People then just plug those into PayPal and they, they have all your money in PayPal if you use the same yeah, password and email. No one has seven different passwords for every single thing they use. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's all that's happening with that. Yeah, basically, no, if you got screwed by Zynga, shit's happening. Oh, I mean, it's it, like, it's just, it's fascinating to me because obviously, we're, you know, we're well and truly into the digital age of our life, right? And you talk about the anon, like the anonymous hack with Sony and like all of these massive bloody data breaches and st- like, st- like even Epic, like people lost credit card details, like all this sort of shit. Um, like if you're going to create this massive cloud-based online-only service that people are accessing from an all-access device, bloody have your security sorted. Yeah. Like it's not an area you skimp on, and that's not saying that they may, like they they weren't maybe prepared, but like there are some one evil and two dirty people out there that will. That will bloody try to get their hands on anything they can. Yeah, there's yeah malicious exploiters that that is yeah, constantly like people, looking for anyone and anything to take advantage of. Yeah, it's like you know for whatever reason, it's just there are some unfortunately angry and evil people out there that want to take as much as they can from anyone else for their own gain, which exists and it's a conversation for a different format or for, forum, but. Hot yeah. damn, bloody be prepared for that shit because it's real. Literally on the same level as panic buys. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just bloody stock up on your toilet paper for those in Australia. <laughs> Hot damn. I think it happened Seriously. everywhere. 
except <clears throat> oh yeah yeah i mean maybe it's just hit australia because we're 10 years behind everything but probably yeah probably probably we yeah we're <clears throat> in age over here but man yeah just bloody stay safe and wear protection is what we're saying yeah <laughs> i'd probably double wrap double yeah. wrap double wrap your willy double protect she's your looking she's looking pretty means, nasty but- so yeah, she she's you know they're smelling dirty. Yeah, so the smellers but smellers out. We're too in doubt. I don't. Know. I, I, I <laughs> Dude, just that's like, I just, that was actually really good. Yeah, that, that was straight <laughs> off the dome. That was off the dome. Off dome. That was off Dome Depot right there. Um, <laughs> Depot <laughs> on uh, sale, getting, aisle fourteen. Get domed. Get domed, bro. Yeah, but the other yeah, continue. The only other thing that I had that I was one thought was interesting, but two, I trimmed so much of the fat from because there's so much to talk about with it. Um, and it, you know, I'll, I'll make it very brief. Is the BAFTA awards, and for those of you who don't know what the BAFTA awards is or are, are the British Academy Film and Television. Awards. The Boof Awards. Um, the, the Boof Awards, yeah. right? So the BAFTA Awards has a Game Awards section. And currently we have all of our nominations for what is 3, 6, 9, 12, 18, 24 different categories. But what we aren't going to focus on is 21 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a lot of them man there's a lot but what i what i thought was interesting and what i thought you know if you and i were to look at it like the topics that you and i would scroll to first uh were the best game nominations the evolving game nominations and then the best game design nominations evolving game dominant yeah yeah nominations i mean the evolving dominations (laughs) This sound effect so, domination. There we go. I really wish I had the. Can you? Can you? Can you saddle me up for the uh, BAFTA Best Game Awards and nominations? BAFTA Best Game Awards. There we go. Is that good enough? <laughs> that was actually really good. Is that good enough? That was so good. Is that good enough? <laughs> Is good enough, for you, Kelly? <laughs> Dude. Okay. Somebody needs to bloody strap you up. Seriously. <laughs> So the 2019 BAFTA Best Game nominations are Control, which is Remini Entertainment and Five of Five Games. Fair enough. We've got a game that I've never heard of called Disco Elysium, which is a role-playing game uh, developed and published by ZA slash UM. I want to get this game. Uh, it looks really good. Yeah, I, I've, I'd never heard of it until today. Um, but we've also got Luigi's Mansion 3, Luigi. uh, <clears throat> Outer Worlds, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is just to be expected. Yeah. And then the Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> on I the- think the weakest game on there is, uh, Outer Worlds. That's the weakest. Yeah. Game. I would they say, didn't win. I would say that. No, I would say the weakest game is Outer Worlds. But uh, the ceremony is due to happen on the second of April, so the announcements for the for the winners aren't aren't real yet. Um, but for the evolving game, 
we well, have. Who, hang on, before you continue to the next award, who do you think is going to win yeah. that first award? Oh, okay, that that's a good point. Okay, best game control. This go Elysium, Luigi's Mansion Three, Outer Worlds, Sekiro, and Untitled Goose Game. I'm gonna say, I I want Sekiro to win, but I think Control's gonna win. I I want Sekiro to win, and I think Control's gonna win as well. But yeah. I yeah, also I think, just, think just, Untitled Goose Game <clears throat> is gonna win. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised wild, if Untitled Goose Game. Card. Yeah, as like the underdog kind of situation. You played it. I have, man. It's yeah, so good. That's right. You got it. I lo- yeah, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, very good. Uh, but f- yeah, for me, Sekiro, I anticipate control, but I wouldn't be surprised if Goose Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the evolving game of 2019, we've got Apex Legends. <clears throat> we've got Destiny 2. We've got Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Path of Exile. Which I'm surprised to see Path of Exile Path of, on there. Oh, but um, they, they they do some updates. I know they've done some updates recently. I've seen that. I wouldn't mind playing that. But for me, for me personally, I think Evolving Game is going to go to No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Um, <clears throat> Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I think I want it to go to No Man's Sky, but it's going to go to either Fortnite or Apex Legends. I think it's going to be Apex. Yeah, I'd say it's going to be Apex realistically, but I want it to be No Man's Sky. No Man's because, Sky. Man, they grew so no much. No Man's Sky has a really good story, but they do. Like, yeah. but as far happened, as like awards go and like people giving a shit and knowing yeah, about it, I think yeah. it's Apex. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite's on the way down. I think it's actually on the way down now. But it's, yeah, like it. It's it's in its I don't, going down phase. I think. Like not necessarily going, it, not going down, but the the player base is thinning out. Is what I mean. Yeah, I think maybe going down. I disagree with as a, as a phrase, yeah. but it's reached its peak and it's plateauing. Yeah, the the player base is getting more refined. Basically. Yeah, it's it's just remaining consistent rather than growing. Mm. Yeah, which to be fair is some so fucking it's, well in its hype. Sipping some like, water, but yeah, it, well, yeah, yeah. four nuts was and still is i'm pretty sure the biggest game yeah um but in the last one i want to i want to touch on is oh and there's another one maybe but we've already hit an hour and 10 uh is game design and there are two games that i one don't know anything about and i've never heard of uh the first on the list is baba is you which i've never heard of and i don't know anything about and i really wish i looked into it before i bloody said its name um, like uh, we've also got control. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Sweet. Of course, you know about it, you bloody indie nerd. Yeah. Um, we've also got control, uh, Disco Elysium again, Outer Worlds again, Sekiro again, and then a game called Watam. Uh, Watam, which I guess is going to have something to do with electricity. Watam so. wins. Sure. Watam wins for yeah. sure. Game design, I'm going to say, like, I actually, I don't want Sekiro to win because it's nothing phenomenal or outstanding or crazy. It's just a really refined version of what they've been already doing. I think Control will win. Um, or maybe, from what I've seen briefly, Disco Elysium. I think Baba is going to win. You reckon? Yeah, because 
yeah, okay. the way, yeah, it's it's definitely a game design type of game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, designers put a lot of thought into this game. So when when you check it out, you'll know. Yeah, right. Well, I'll, I'll definitely have a deep dive, but I've just had a look at the calendar and in exactly a month's time from like to the day, the, the announcement will be for these. So we hopefully in a month's time will have the winners for these on our, on that podcast for that the week. Winners. Yeah, the we'll, winners. We'll have whoever got the most right wins a cake or something or a donut. Yeah, that's it. Some, we'll, we'll bring some kind of award into it. I'll give you my Destiny 2 key. How about that? <laughs> You've still got yeah. it. I got rid of mine so quick. <laughs> That's free now. It's it's a bit of a relic. Um, Actually. Yeah, it's a relic. I'm never going to get rid of it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my key for nostalgia reasons. reasons. Yeah, that's it. I'm a, I'm a hipster. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all I've got. Yeah. Actually, well, yeah, for, as ask. far as news goes. Um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll quickly run over some esports stuff. I mean, I don't have any stories, but we'll we'll talk about some Overwatch League standings. Oh, I might, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I never needed to pee so bad in my life. Just um, or you can go pee right now while I while I talk shit about you and go over these standings. Go pee, it, like l- legit. Yeah, go pee. I'm being serious. Uh, oh, okay. Dude, I've actually got to go pee because I need to pee so yeah, bad. Yeah, go pee. <laughs> well, uh, BRB. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, everyone. Now that Kelly is gone, um, I'm going to go over some Overwatch standings. So, uh, yes. Last weekend, on March 1st, we had New York Excelsior win 3-0 against Florida Mayhem. Uh, Atlanta Rain went over Toronto Defiant 3 0. We had London Spitfire went over Houston Outlaws 3 2. Philadelphia Fusion went over Boston Uprising 3 0. Paris Eternal went over Atlanta Rain 3 1. London Spitfire went over Florida Mayhem 3 2. And lastly, Houston Outlaws win over Toronto Defiant 3-1. Um, and then next week, when are they doing the next game? March 8th. Yes, this weekend. This coming weekend. We've got Toronto and Florida, Paris and Houston, Boston and Washington, Paris and Philadelphia, New York and Washington, Boston and Atlanta. Um, so yeah, good, good games. It'll be, uh, yeah, oh, that'll be cool to see. Um, current standings are Philadelphia at the top in the number one position, Vancouver Titan in number two, San Francisco Shock for three, New York Excelsior for four, and Paris Eternal at five. Um, Houston Outlaws, I do think we're at the bottom. But now they're in number 13. So good on them. Good on them. Uh, Dallas Fuel are now at the bottom. Yes, that is the, it's for my Overwatch standings. Um, don't, I don't know. Kelly's taking a very long time. To no, play. he's back. He's back. Uh, <laughs> I was about to this start is a- uh, like singing songs and shit. Oh, but, man, this is a PSA to pee before you podcast. And don't <laughs> yeah. forget to wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I've never felt so relieved in my life. That's hilarious. Um, I genuinely thought you were going to stitch me up and be like, nah, bro, hold it. This is business. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How would I do that? No, one, because I felt bad because I'm like, oh, fuck, I've been needing to pee for like 20 minutes now. Nah, nah dude. Pee whenever you want. Well, I'm but looking it, forward to listening to the last 20 minutes of our podcast so I can hear what you were talking about. It was very serious, actually. I bet it was. You're a serious man. Entirely serious. Um, strictly business. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, Overwatch standings. Uh, um, yeah, just so you know, Kelly, Philadelphia is still number one. Oh, dude, Philly on top. Philly the boys. And is that Philadelphia Fusion? Yeah. 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 Where's New York at? New York's in fourth, the same same as it was. Oh, right, but that was the same as because they've you know they've played less games and like their stats are lower to actually contribute higher in the yeah uh, in the scoreboard. Yeah, um, and Houston Outlaws are now in thirteen, so they've moved up. Oh shit! The boys, are, the underdogs, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this is heading to the tail of the podcast. Um. We were gonna have a indie sip. But we didn't have didn't have the time to actually play. I mean, I, I did I did play indie games this week, but not enough to um, actually pick an indie sip. I've, I've been playing a game called The Convenience Store. I've been playing Ultra Kill. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play more of the Convenience Store before I give an actual indie sip on it. I've been thinking about um, Twitch streaming, me playing indie games, just going through. Um, oh man, I yeah. Uh, when you when you mentioned that you created a Twitch account for us, I'm like, I'd be definitely keen to do some joint Twitch streaming. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. We could probably have a a switch switchboard or something. Swap over oh, between us on the. I don't know. Surely we could have both both of us up. Surely. Yeah. Yeah, true. There's yeah, there's got to be a way. Um, but yeah, either either samurai or both of us, that would be rad. I mean, just just watching us playing some games for a little bit. Hell yeah. Um, but so we we want to take this moment where we usually have an indie sip, um, to just ha- have a little shout out to our uh interview we put up on the weekend or Monday actually. Um, we interviewed a developer. From, uh, well, it, it, German, isn't he? See, German, German, yeah, yeah German. German. Uh, Siactro, uh, Marcus Horn. Yeah, Marcus Horn. Um, he develops a game called Tasty Ramen, and one of the coolest conversations we've had. I think. I mean, it's yeah, our, it's I- our first uh developer indi- interview, but it was it was just awesome. And I mean, yeah, like uh, being our first interview as just a couple of dudes talking about games and then someone willing to just take, you know, an hour out of their time to have a chat and talk about their game. It was just such a great conversation. Yeah. Like I like that. What I loved everything about it and I'm really excited to do more of it. And I mean, we actually, we have done a little bit more of it. We, we have a, we have a second interview already done you know tailed up ready to go so yeah um fealty um, fealty sergio yeah sergio from the game fealty he's yeah 
that that'll be coming out on Monday. But yeah, we we talked a lot about um you know how we how we got his team together, like what the game's about, because the game's currently in prototype. Um and yeah, gotta gotta say I'm gonna be hooked on this game when it's in final yeah. phase. <clears throat> I can definitely see it being hooked and I'm really I'm really keen to see it come out and like sort of see its development. Um but you know, for for those of you that sort of do listen to our news stuff. It's very different. It's it's not us talking about news or anything at all. It's uh, you know, it's 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 a similar sort of format. You know, a, like a little bit of structure, but a lot of just sort of flexibility and conversation around what is this developer's game and what they want from it, what they want from it moving forward, what it is now, where it came from. You know, all these things, and uh, both of these conversations with these two absolutely beautiful people that we spoke to um, is is just so different even though it is structured very similarly or you know the intent was structured similarly but the outcome is so different uh, which was really really cool so I'm, I'm definitely keen to, to do some more of these yeah I'm keen to do more as well and it's yeah I, I feel like it's a yeah it's definitely a totally different thing to like interviewing someone it's totally different to this. And it's oh, it's, it's a, a practice skill, so it will get better over time. Um, oh man, it's not to, it's a much not to say that we were bad. <laughs> Actually, not to toot our horns, but we, you know, we had some good feedback. So yeah, <laughs> um, surprisingly enough. But yeah, yeah. If you guys want to go listen to them, actually, and then let us know like what you liked about it, and and go go check out Tasty Ramen because. The demo is currently out. It, it's actually pretty fun to play. Um, yeah, as far yeah for and, a demo, it's like actually really fun to play. <laughs> yeah, so like go go play the demo and then listen to the podcast. It's really cool to have played the demo and then have him explain his inspiration behind it, and then it, it all just kind of clicks. It's like yeah, it's, oh, this makes so much sense. Like there's it, so much context behind it too, which is super cool. Yeah, and. Like the playing the game by itself is enough. Like it's it's a pretty to the point game, but it's so cool knowing the the background behind it. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I like couldn't where, agree more. Where all the inspirations are coming from, really cool. Yeah, so yeah. Go listen yeah. to that podcast and let us know how you feel about it. And um, we'll, we'll get some more lined up. Oh man! And if you're if you know if you're a little indie game developer, or a big indie game developer, or a game developer. And you want to have a chat with these couple of blokes? Let us know. Hit us up, nerdsip at gmail dot com, or hit oh, us up yeah. on Twitter at nerdsip podcast. Would be keen to talk, and um, definitely. Yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll open up the uh interview scope to other people in the gaming industry, not just developers, but. For now, it's yeah, I mean, just it's just developers. yeah, it's just starting small a little bit because we we have had um, messages and in- inquiries to be on the podcast from like streamers and stuff like that, um, and I, I think we got one today from a, a community manager or something like that, which like thinking about it is would be cool, but it's like yeah, doing a doing oh, developers at the moment. It'd definitely be cool, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, the approach for the time being is, uh, yeah, just, I guess, a focused interest of ours, uh, moving forward. And then, you know, just one, you know, getting, it's just learning. So much of this is learning. Yeah. 
yeah, we got to learn how to interview one type of people at a time. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't want to go bloody biting off more than we can chew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's the end of the podcast. That is hippity hoppity it, my sippers. That's all. That was a towel, man. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm still talking. In <laughs> You're still talking? In it? That's so good. <laughs> Oh god, that's yes. I'm gonna have to get used to that for sure. Oh, so good. Anyway, well, if uh, you've made it this far, oh, sorry, Sam. Did you want to do the sign off? Oh no, you want to. You want to do the sign off. You sound pretty. Oh keen. well. Oh well. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're pretty Thanks, keen Dad. to sign off. I was pretty keen to get out of here, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, if you made it this far, th- thank you for listening to <laughs> Sam and. Sam and my antics. Uh, this has been the NerdSit Podcast. Follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at NerdSit Podcast. If you want to send us a question or had any questions or want to, you know, just throw some shade or some feedback at us regarding today or previous or previous or previous, send us an email at NerdSip or over at NerdSip at gmail.com. But outside of that, I'm Sam. This is Kelly. What? And this is the no. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh god! I'm. Oh, Kelly. that was so good. This is Sam. And uh, this is the Nerd Sit Podcast. Back off, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Later. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>